Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Better. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope this inspires you and builds your faith. I want to welcome each and every one of you. However you are joining us, we're glad that you are there, and God is as well. Now, I want to invite you into an opportunity. It's called 21 Days of Prayer, and uh, it begins on August the 10th. And what I'm asking you to do is basically connect with God every single day for the next 21 days to have somewhat of an experience that you and I just enjoyed. Because I know for me, I need to connect with God. I need to remind myself that everything that I'm going through, everything that I'm experiencing, he's aware of, and he's not only aware of, he cares, and that he, wanna, he wants to help me, and, and he wants to be there for me. And so I wanna invite all of you, okay, even if you've never done it before, to commit to 21 days of prayer. You know and I know our country needs it, and we're inviting God to, to come and to work and to move in our lives and in the, the leaders of our country and everyone that you and I know and love. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Now, guess what? We're in this series called Better. When life throws you choices, choose better. And we're looking at the book of Ecclesiastes. And, and it's a book from a man named Solomon. And Solomon is very wise. And what he is doing is he's sharing with us his journal. He's observed life, okay, and from what he has observed as well as what he has experienced, he's written down in a journal. And it's a very, very intriguing book that, that just is, is full of practical wisdom. And so today, I've been asking you to read a chapter a week, and today we want to look specifically at chapter 10, and we want to dive into the consequences of living like a fool. Because Solomon has spent much of his time talking about wisdom, wisdom under the sun, just kind of human wisdom. And he's also been talking about uh, wisdom above the sun, divine wisdom. But now he leads us to a place of where he's talking about the fool, living foolishly, and what's wrong with that, and the results that you and I will experience if we do that. And so what we have to understand is, a fool in a biblical term, okay, and the way in which Solomon is using this, is not necessarily someone who has a, a low IQ, okay? It's not that. It's not that someone is dumb or stupid or they're ignorant. Basically, it means that, that they are operating against God's wisdom, against God's wisdom, against God's perspective. And it involves sin. It literally means to be thick-headed. You ever known somebody to be thick-headed? They just don't listen. And, and the Hebrew word uh, donates the, uh, uh, that it's, it's a mind that's, that's not true, that's not good, that's not right, that's not wise. It's against those things. Matter of fact, David, which is Solomon's uh, father, he writes this in Psalms 14.1. He says, only fools, only fools say in their heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and their actions are evil, and not one of them does good. See, they don't even have the potential to do good. 
Because what happens is they don't have the wisdom of God, and the wisdom of God is seeing life from God's perspective above the sun, and it brings a perspective in our life that allows us to be discerning and to have insight and to be able to see life clearly so that we can do the right thing. Now, what happens is a fool is somebody who lacks proper fear of God, and so they're prone to do things their own way. They're prone to, to, to just follow their own instincts. And it's so important that you and I understand this because it's important that we teach our kids this. Because no matter how talented, how skilled, how beautiful your son or daughter is, okay, they don't have the ability to recognize the wisdom of God on their own. You see, there's something in you and me, there's something in, in, in all of us that wants to go our way. Matter of fact, it, it's, it's read like this. There is a way that seems right unto man, but it leads to death. And so what we're called to do is we're called to teach our kids to seek God, okay, with all diligency, to have humility and to be able to say, you know what? He's wiser than me. One of the things that Patty and I have, have tried to train and develop in our kids, and, and, and I say this quite frequently to them, the day that you are convinced that God is wiser than you is going to be a great day. Otherwise, what happens is you're going to end up and you're going to stumble and fall and you're going to fail in life. James Dobson, maybe you're familiar with him, he says that it's one of the best things that we can teach a child, is, is that life is, is loaded with all kinds of options and all kinds of decisions, but really they're only affected by maybe five to seven decisions that are really, really big in life, that, that you and I only really make five to seven decisions, and it affects all the other decisions that we make in life. And so what we basically do is we basically manage those five decisions that affect all the other decisions. And so it's very, very important that you and I train and teach our, our kids that life isn't fair, but God is good. And that we're not smart enough and wise enough to do life alone, that we need God's wisdom. Because what happens is good decisions do not come through innate ability, okay? It comes through recognizing the wisdom that is above the sun. That God is all wise, and when we humble ourselves and submit ourselves to him, okay, that's wise. And Solomon would say, that's real wisdom. Now, in chapter 10, what Solomon does is he's basically pleading with us to be wise, to enjoy life, to enjoy our families and work. Basically, he's given a baccalaureate speech to the human race. He's saying, hey, attention, attention. I want to share some things that I personally have experienced and that I've observed of those people around me. And so he dives in with giving us some characteristics of a fool. And that's what we want to look at. And here's the first thing that he says. He says, a fool's reputation stinks. Okay, a fool's reputation stinks. Here's what he says in verse 1 of chapter 10. As dead flies cause even a bottle of perfume to stink, so a little foolishness spoils great wisdom and honor. Now, the, the whole purpose of an entire bottle of perfume or cologne is to, is to help things smell better, okay? It's to contribute to the good. And yet he says that when there's a fly there, okay, or a fly enters that, it can cause it to be and to do the opposite. 
And so what Solomon is doing here is he's describing what happens when someone, maybe me, maybe you, allows a little foolishness to enter our life. What he says is, you know what, you, you, can, you can ruin everything in your life with one foolish decision, even if it's small. You see, in the ancient world, it took a lot of skill to, to be able to develop a, a good perfume, patience and, and time and, and, and expertise. And, and Solomon is saying it just takes one dead fly to ruin all of that work. You understand this point? That one dead fly can cancel out perfume? So let me ask you a question. How many times have you experienced this in your life? And by the way, if you haven't, you will. You know, you've just done something a little foolish that can cancel out a lifetime of wisdom. You know, he's talking about character here. You know, that, that what happens is you've taken all of this time to build a good reputation, to have a good character, and guess what? Because you played a little bit with foolishness, it ruined it. It ruined it. And what happens is what we end up doing is we end up seeing that it, it, it affects the influence that we have on our spouse and on our kids and our coworkers and the people around it. And, and, and I see it, to tell you the truth, on social media. I mean, you just post something and you're thinking, really? You're going to say that? You're going to express that? And I like to say this, and, and I have to watch it myself, okay? Every time you open up your mouth or every time you post something, you're either gaining influence or you're losing influence. Either somebody is saying, you know what, that's wise, or that's foolish. See, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 1 deals with this. He says, a good reputation is more valuable than costly perfume. He's saying, you know what, there's nothing like good character. Don't let a foolish act ruin it. And then he says this. He says a full worldview is skewed. He says a fool's worldview is skewed. You see, what happens is a worldview is a filter that you and I have. All of us have it. I have one. You have one. It's a paradigm. It's how you and I make decisions. It's how you and I approach life. It's that filter that whenever you're going to make a decision, whenever I'm going to make a decision, I put it in this. And if the foundation is wrong, okay, then what happens is everything that I'm going to do is going to be wrong. Here's how he says it in verse 2 of chapter 10. He says, a wise man's heart leads him to do the right thing, and a fool's heart leads him to do evil. Wow. So it's your heart. It's, it's how you make decisions. It's how you think. It's how you view life. You see, a, a fool purposefully deceives themselves, okay, because they don't guard their heart. They don't guard their heart. And, and so what he is saying here is that a, few, a fool's uh, uh, worldview is skewed because they're looking at it just through their own eyes, below the sun, if you will, instead of above the sun. So here's what Solomon would say. He would say in Proverbs 4.23, he would say, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. He's saying it's your worldview. You see, if your heart's not right, you know what? Your decisions aren't going to be right. Your relationships aren't going to be right. 
And it'll be the source of, of a lot of tragedy and a lot of hurt and a lot of pain in your life because you don't have the, the right view of life. Here's the third thing he talks about, fools. He says a fool's actions reveal their foolishness. Look what he says in Ecclesiastes 10.3. This is just incredible, okay? He says, when someone who is a fool walks along the road, his heart and understanding fails him. He says of everyone and to everyone that he is a fool. Wow, you ever known somebody like that? Just everything they say, everything that they do just reeks with, hey, I'm a fool. It's like they've got a sign around their neck. Hey, I'm a fool. People try to correct them, but they refuse to listen. People try to tell them, hey, you know what? You need to pay attention to this or you need to pay attention to that. But they don't have any sense and they show it. You know, and what Solomon is saying is that you can spot a fool a mile away just because of their words, because of their actions. He goes on to say this in Ecclesiastes 10, 4, to even kind of explain it a little bit more. He says, if your boss is angry at you, don't quit. A quiet spirit can overcome even great mistakes. You see, what happens is a fool gets in a fight with his boss because maybe the boss is correcting him or her. And what happens is they take offense of that and they don't remember that the boss has the power. And yet Solomon would tell us again in Proverbs that a gentle answer turns away wrath, and yet a fool doesn't understand that. And so Solomon gives us these characteristics of fools, and then he just goes to a whole nother level and he gives us some types of fools that we see in our world today. And the first one would be foolish leaders. Foolish leaders. Here's what he says about that in verses five through seven. He says, there is another evil I have seen under the sun, okay? He's observing, okay? Kings and rulers make a grave mistake when they give great authority to foolish people. Wow, listen up, leader, okay? And low positions to people of proven worth. That's what he says. And so he's saying that, that, that the foolish leader, okay, doesn't think right. And so he doesn't act right. He goes on to say, he says, I have seen servants riding horsebacks like princes and princes walking like servants. He's basically saying here that, that, that you're surrounding yourself with the wrong types of people. And, and so what you have to understand is you are becoming like the five people that you've allowed to influence you the most in your life. And so what happens is, if you're not careful, you'll be a foolish leader. You might invite somebody into your life because of their popularity or because of a resource that they have, but it may not be the wisest thing because they don't have proven worth, okay? I like to say it like this. Your past is a good prediction of the future in many areas of life. And sometimes we discount that as leaders and we suffer for it. The second one that he mentions is foolish workers, and Solomon lists four types of workers. And basically, he's pointing out that, that work gives you and I the opportunity to act foolish. Have you ever been there? I, I, I've acted foolish at work before. Maybe you have too. I'm sure that you have watched somebody do something foolish, okay? And, 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 and this speaks about the dangers of foolish workers. Here's what he says in Ecclesiastes 10.8. He says, when you dig a well, you might fall in it. 
What he's saying is you might have incredible energy and gusto and perseverance, but you can go out and fall into the very thing that you created. And so he's saying, stay away from the edge because you might fall in, you might break your neck. Avoid the pearls of your own work. Be wise, be energetic, but be wise. He goes on to say, when you demolish an old wall, you could be bitten by a snake. He's basically saying all of your strength could get you killed by a copperhead on the other side of the wall. And, and, and it's good to have energy, but you better have wisdom to go with it. Zeal without knowledge is folly. And he goes on and gives us another example in verse 9. He says, when you work in a quarry, stones might fall and crush you. When you chop wood, there is danger and each stroke of your axe, with each stroke of your axe. He's saying that if you're a stone quarry, be careful that you don't cut out a piece of rock. And guess what? It falls on you and it kills you. And again, he's saying, be energetic, be diligent, exercise your skills, be wise. Be wise. That's what he's saying. And then he says in verse 10, he says, using a dull axe requires great strength. So sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you to succeed. And he says, that's the value of wisdom. It helps you to succeed. This basically is saying to you and me that you and I ultimately can't achieve success in life unless we have wisdom, that we have wisdom. And so Solomon would say this in one of his Proverbs, in Proverbs 12, 15, he would say, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. And so what he's saying here is that wisdom gives you and I an edge, not only in the workplace, but in all of life. And if you don't understand wisdom, if you don't understand the power of wisdom, if you don't understand the need for wisdom, at some point in your life, guess what? You're going to do some foolish things, and they'll come back to haunt you. He goes on just to kind of do an exclamation point in verse 11. He says, if a snake bites you before you charm it, what's the use of being a snake charmer? Basically, what he's saying is this. It's not good enough to know how to charm a snake if it bites you. He's basically saying that you and I need to apply the wisdom that we have to be able to do the right things. Now, here's what I believe, okay, about me, about you, about all of us. There, there are wonderful things that you and I know how to do, but we've never put them into practice. You know, I would say that most of us know how to be a good parent. We know how to be a good spouse. We, we know uh, how to handle money. We know those things, but you know what? We don't always apply them. We don't always apply them. And what he is saying here is if a, a serpent bites the person who knows how to charm it, it'd been better off not to even know how to do it. And so what he is saying is, you know what? What is it in your life? What is it in my life that we need to exercise wisdom in? What areas of your life that you, you say to yourself right now, you know what? I'm getting bit by this and I know better. I know better. I, I know what it's going to take to have a good marriage. I know what it's going to take to restore my marriage. I know what it's going to take to be able to invest in my kids. I know what it's going to take to be able to have a healthy life. I know what it's going to take to be able to handle our money better. I know what it's going to take to be able to grow and develop my relationship with God. You see, the fact of the matter is we know a whole lot more than what we apply in our life. 
And wisdom is taking that knowledge that you know and apply it. Because if you don't apply it, what good is it? And so he says here to you and I that we need to be wise in working in all of life. And then the third one he says is foolish talkers. Here's what he says, all right? There's a lot of them. Would you agree with me? He says, wise words bring approval, but fools are destroyed by their own words, by their own words, by their tweets, okay, by their postings. He says, fool base their thoughts on foolish assumptions, so their conclusions will be wicked madness, and they chatter on and on and on. What's he saying? He's saying because we rely on our own wisdom, we act on assumptions, and we draw our own conclusions, and it's madness, and we just chatter about them, and we post about them, and really we look like fools. He goes on to say no one really knows what's going to happen. Would you agree with that? Sure, you agree with it in your heart, but if you would read the tweets and the posts, you would think that, you know what, a whole lot of people know what's going to happen. But he says no one can predict the future. And so he says, you know what, there's foolish talkers. We talk way, way too much. And so foolish talkers use a number of different types of words. They use destructive words, okay? You know, you've heard the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's just not true. And foolish people say destructive words to get their own way or to intimidate or because of their own insecurities. And guess what? Here's what I found out. You can never take those words back. You can ask for forgiveness, but you can never take those words back. And I'm sure that you, as well as me, have been on the end of destructive words, and they still ring in our heart and our mind today. And I'm sure that all of us have used destructive words, and it's been foolish. He would say unreasonable words as well. You see, one of God's gifts to you and me is that we can reason with him, and we can reason with one another. But to be unreasonable is to be able to act without understanding the other person. You see, to be reasonable is seek first to understand before being understood. And to be unreasonable, that's a person that you can't reason with. You'll never make progress with that person. Why? Because they're, they're a fool. They're foolish talkers. And then he goes on to uncontrolled words. Uncontrolled words. And, and that's where we just kind of vomit on somebody. You know, our anger has gotten the best of us. And we just unload. We say something like this, okay? I just got to get this off of my chest. And I couldn't help it. You, you caused me to say that. You caused me to, to, to bring that up. It's uncontrollable words. And those do great, great damage, and they make us like a fool. And we suffer the consequences of a fool. And then the fourth one is just boastful words he talks about, that, that, that we boast about things that, 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 that really aren't true. We want to make ourselves look better than what we really are. And we want to present a side of ourselves that really is skewed there. See, here's what he says in one of his Proverbs, Proverbs 29, 11. You know, I've highlighted this in, in my, my Bible. Maybe you need to highlight this, or maybe you need to put this on your, your refrigerator or dashboard or at your desk at work. It says, a fool vents all of his feelings, and a wise man holds them back. 
You see, a fool pontificates. Somebody was asking me, what does pontificate mean? Let me tell you what it means. BS, okay? BS. And they pretend that they have this knowledge and they fake certainty to keep up the pretense that, that they're in control and that they've got their act all together. And really what it's called is humanism because the foolish person says, I'm in charge and there is no God. And they have this philosophy that tries to get them through life. But what happens is it wears on them. It wears on them because you know what? You and I were not made to handle all of life. And he talks about this. He says in, in verse 15, he says, fools are exhausted by a little work. You know why? Because they're projecting an image that they're really not. They pontificate. They want to present a better self than what they really are. And so they're exhausted by the work to try to keep up that image. And he says they're exhausted by little work and they can't even find their way home. You know, he's making fun of the fool Solomon is here. And he's saying this person claims to know everything about life. They claim to know what's most important. But you know what? They can't even find their way home. You see, here's what I know, okay? Because it's true of me and I'm sure it's true of you. Everybody loves a person who puts wisdom to work. If you're somebody who fears God, if you're somebody who's seeking God's wisdom, if you're someone who, who's learning his truths and, and you're incorporating it and you're applying it in your life, I assure you, you know what? There's people in your life that are grateful and appreciative that you're willing to do that because they'll love you, okay? They'll love you in a way that, that, that otherwise maybe they could never experience because of your kindness, because you're good, because you're gentle, because you're forgiving, because you're a good listener. And that's all in contrast to a fool who wreaks havoc, who discriminates people and wants to dominate people and have their own way. And so what Solomon is saying is, you know what, there's some foolish talkers. And then he gives us this one. There's foolish people. There's just foolish people. Look what he says here. He says, fools are exhausted by a little work so they can't even find their way home. And so he, he illustrates their foolishness in a number of different ways. And he's basically asking, what makes a, 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 a fool's reputation stink? What makes a, a fool's worldview wrong? What makes a fool's actions terrible. And he reveals four characteristics of, of fools here. And, and you can find this in every fool, okay? If you've been foolish, I guarantee you can find it in your life, okay? Because I found them in my life. And here's what he says, a fool is indulgent, okay? A fool is indulgent. Look what he says here in 16 and 17. What sorrow for the land ruled by a servant, the land whose leaders feast in the morning, that's indulgence, Happy is the land whose king is noble, okay, is a noble leader and whose leaders feast at the what? The proper time and do not get drunk. What's he saying? He's saying a country, a family, a business is in trouble when the leader indulges him or herself. When leaders don't have the wisdom to focus on the right priorities and instead they indulge in everything else. And, and, and they don't manage and they don't steward the things that God has given them to be able to bless them as well as other people. 
Because what happens is foolish people misuse the blessings of God, and they indulge in that. Now, God has given you and I all things for our enjoyment, but he wants you and I to be able to manage them in moderation. And so let me ask you a question. What's your relationship to food? What's your relationship to alcohol? What's your relationship to materialism, buying stuff? You know, Solomon would say it would be wise, okay, not to indulge there. It's foolish. And then he says a fool is lazy. A fool is lazy. A, a lazy person will become an incompetent person, okay? They have no desire to learn. They have no desire to grow. They have no desire to, to maximizing their potential. And here's what he says about laziness, okay? He says laziness leads to a sagging roof, and idleness leads to a leaky house. He basically says that laziness, okay, is not necessarily laying on a couch. Laziness is when you and I see something that needs to be done, and we ignore it. We don't do it. That's laziness. And he says this in Proverbs 6.10. He says, a little sleep, a little slumber, and poverty will come on you like a thief, scarcely like an armed bandit. You see, what makes a broken house, okay? What makes a, a broken marriage? What makes it worthless? A person who sees what needs to be done, what needs to be addressed, and doesn't do it. It's the failure to maintain. It's the failure to, to, to keep the maintenance up. It's the failure to do those small little tasks that's necessary to keep it strong and healthy whether it's in your relationships, maybe with your spouse, with your kids, with your coworkers, we just don't do it. We've become lazy, and we know what we need to do. We just choose to ignore it. And then he says a fool is indifferent, is indifferent, okay? Here's how he describes it in verse 19. A party gives laughter, wine gives happiness, money gives everything. You see, a person here's philosophy of life is eat all you can, enjoy all you can, and get all you can. They're basically totally indifferent to the people around them and to their needs. You see, a, a fool only cares for themselves. That's why their worldview is skewed. They're, they're indifferent, okay, to things above the sun. They don't, they don't care about other people. They just want their needs met. And then he gives us one final one. And he says this, a fool is indiscreet. A fool is indiscreet. Look what he says. This is so, so practical. He says, never make light of the king, even in your thoughts. Why? Because if you think it, guess what? You're going to begin to say it. You're going to speak it, and you'll be a foolish talker. He says, and don't make fun of the powerful, even in your own bedroom. For a little bird might deliver a message and tell them what you said. Have you ever heard this? You know, somebody, how'd you know about that? Oh, a little bird told me. That's what he's talking about here. And, and this is so very, very relevant, but it's so counter-cultural because we live in a society of where we like to say the very first thing that comes to our mind, even if it's inappropriate, even if there's no discretion. You see, what happens is, and this has been uh, proven, okay, that many times we think that venting relieves stress. But if you look it up, okay, what you'll find out is it actually propels the anxiety and the stress and the anxiousness in one's life. 
And so what Solomon would say is, you know, fools are, are indiscreet. They, they, they don't show wisdom. Now, let me wrap up with this, okay? Everybody plays a fool. Everybody plays a fool. You say, Dwight, have you played a fool? I have too many times, okay? But here's the good news. It really doesn't matter what you've done or what I've done or how many foolish decisions that you've made or I've made. What matters, okay, and this is so, 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 so good, is that God offers his grace. He offers his wisdom. He offers himself. And he does it right now for you and me. You know, I don't understand people when they say, you know what, if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it exactly the same way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I have regrets in life, in many, many areas of life. And if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would want to be a little bit wiser. And, and, and here's God's invitation to you and me. James, the half-brother of Jesus, writes this. And it takes true humility. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God. That's humility. Who gives generously to all without finding fault. He's not going to berate you. He's not going to condemn you. And it will be given to you. Wow. Ask God, God, I, I want to have your perspective. I want to see things from your point of, of, of view. I want to be able to see as you see so I can do what you are saying for me to do. Now, in the book of Exodus, Moses is talking with Aaron, and if you know anything about the nation of Israel, they frustrated Moses as a leader so many, many times. And they frustrated God because they acted foolishly over and over and over again. And yet God found grace among them, and, and, and he poured out his grace upon them. And he basically asked them to turn from their foolishness to his wisdom. And his love was so great for them that he instructed Moses to tell Aaron, the priest, to bless the people, even though they had acted foolishly, even though they had gone uh, 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 awry. And here's what he said. He said, I want you to speak these words over these people. I want you to pour out your grace upon them. He says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the midst of all of Israel's foolishness, God, God of grace, blessed them. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made, or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media. Download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through Google Play or the App Store, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.